0: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Bum, 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 bum. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I'm Champ Champenstein. And I'm Heather. <laughs> I'm Heather. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> <felt> welcome like- <laughs> to another edition. <laughs> another edition of There's No New Comics Yet. Uh, though DC is going to be shipping new comics, I think, starting next week. But we have none of those titles. Actually, we have none of the titles at all until, I think, the midweek of May. And then I have Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. The last one? No. No? It's only issue 10. Oh, damn. There's two more issues. Okay. okay. But, I mean, out of all of the things I need right now... Definitely Jimmy Olsen. It's definitely Jimmy Olsen. I could actually use it, like, you know, a few weeks ahead of... May 19th. But yeah. That, that's fine. That's fine. Send it before. Send it before. You know, uh, anybody who works at DC and is listening, just go ahead and send me a copy. That's chill, right? Free of charge. That's... Um, <laughs> we'll review it for you. <laughs> oh, God. And of course, I'll say it's good because it will be. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Anyway, this week, we read stuff. Well, we read a few things. Yeah. Um,
1: Champs is all themed. Mine is not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, I don't know why I went with the theme, but it just seemed appropriate since I had several Rich Tommaso books I hadn't read yet. I think I'm going to try to theme it next week. Yeah. I'm going to try to find some things and make a theme. I think next week I'm going to just, like, hit Transmetropolitan hard and maybe just do that. Sounds like a good idea. But I don't know. I like the balance of having something else, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why I, like, try to do something different every time, because I have, like, several Marvel things that I could read, but I just... I don't want to read all Marvel in one week again. Yeah, I get it.
0: It's a lot. All right, well, would you like to start, my friend?
1: I will start. Okay. So I have the trade, uh, the Forever Maps. Um, This is done by Scout, the, uh, the line, and they did a really weird thing. They, like, put the first one out, and then none of the other ones, they just released it in a trade. So I have, like, the first issue, and then I have the first issue again within this trade, which...
0: I mean, I think maybe if nothing else, you could just, like, let somebody else borrow the trade or the first issue. Oh, and yeah. Be yeah. like, oh, so, you know, like, there's a trade out. I have the first issue. You can check that out. Yeah.
1: I was actually, I was going to give it to Randy because it seems like something
0: that he would enjoy. Yeah.
1: Um, so, basically. So, this story is about a young man in the late 1700s. He is given a map um the map leads to other maps the maps lead to other maps it's just a continuous thing um but as long as he's like searching for these maps he doesn't age so he spends like hundreds of years like going around the world and finding these stupid maps and occasionally like he'll stop um at one point he he falls in love with this woman and they like have a kid together so for a few years he doesn't
0: travel anywhere at all
1: yeah and he starts aging and he's like well Fuck. like I've been alive 150 years I need to go <laughs> otherwise I'm just gonna like melt um so does he melt no his it's so he ends up taking his kid with him because uh his wife ends up like dying during childbirth and stuff uh, okay. so he's kind of like you know forced to take this kid with him so this kid does not age This kid is with him for however long and is just like, dad, you lied to me. Like, why are we searching for these stupid maps? Why won't I age? So he drops his kid off and then comes back for him several years later. And he like ages like 20 years within a matter of a week. And so it like fucks him up. And that's yeah, that's wild. Yeah, no. And that's that's the thing that I thought was really cool about it because I just was not expecting that part to happen at all.
0: Yeah, Jesus.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because he's, like, he's four when the dad, like, drops him off at a a family friend's house or whatever. And then, you know, since he's searching for these maps, he loses track of time while he's doing it. And then when he finally goes back to, like, get his kid, it's been, like, it's only been, like, a year or two. But his kid had aged, like, 20 years within a matter of a week. And his body, like, couldn't keep up with it.
0: Because of the separation from From the maps. (laughs) Yeah. Just
1: something, something weird about the maps. Yeah. So, um... It's just him trying to choose between, you know, living a life how it's supposed to be lived or immortality. It's very, very interesting. I did enjoy this way more than I thought I did or would. Um, Because I didn't. (laughs) I thought I did. Um, But I I really, normally I don't like this kind of art, especially like the lack of colors and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I felt like it really worked well um, with the story because anytime that there is color, it's just like, you know, reds. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I thought it just went with the story really well.
0: And that's all. You're welcome. (laughs) Sorry, I just burped. It was gross. Oh, it's chill. Okay, everybody. So, yeah, my theme is Rich Tommaso this week. And once again, it's probably just because I had two trades of his that I hadn't read yet. So, why the fuck not? And then I have several other... Uh, series by Rich Tommaso that I have read and either don't remember or because it's just been long enough yeah it's just been long enough or I'm pretty sure with like Dry County I started reading it but I was like reading so many different other things that I just like didn't read that and ended up putting it in a box though I kind of wanted to go back and read Spice Seal again we'll see that might happen <laughs> who knows Next week might be a continuation of Rich Tommaso. You never know. <laughs> you never know, especially with me. So anyway, the first book I have is uh, Clover Honey. This is a 1999 story by uh, Rich Tommaso. This is the artist cuts, so it's all redrawn, re-lettered, and redesigned. Can I see I've been rubbing my hand, yeah. so it's all like sweaty. <laughs> so this story is about a young girl who is a hitman basically and she is working with her family to do hits and one of her cousins who she's been working with um kind of goes on the lam because he has stolen money or been skimming money from the top and like kind of gambling with it and his her uncle or their uncle finds out and ends up telling her like to find out where she's like where her cousin's cousin is and so it's um, all in black and white and all in. Uh, it's a crime noir. Yeah. Rich Tommaso's col- er, colors. Rich Tommaso's art. And yeah, I really enjoyed this story. I really enjoyed the idea that she's trying to find her way within this family, even though it's all a crime family and she knows what she's doing isn't quite right. And at one point she. Goes to one of her other cousins who used to be like a, a drug addict and just like kind of just like a shitty person. Well, you know, like the way they frame it, it's like, oh, she's just like a dumb, bad person and like, right. a, and she like a degenerate. Yeah. And like she kind of like f- freaks out at her cousin for still being that way at one point and she realizes that her cousin has actually been trying to like turn her life around and yeah it's just once you're in it for so long it's hard to get out yeah it's it was really interesting and I really did like I really did like it it was a really quick read and I know there's something like Rich Tomaso has a really interesting way of like writing a story or like a lot of his main characters are like stronger like female characters Love that. Yeah, so that's all I have to really say about that book because I don't want to really give away, like, the twist. Okay. But I do suggest it, like, if you, like, kind of, yeah, like, crime crime novels. or And even if, like, the thing about Rich Tommaso and his art, too, I think is it, it really has, like, that feel of, like, 90s books, like, 90s comics, like, kind of 90s independent books. Right. It reminds me of, like, the comic strips. yeah. So I just, uh, that is something I, that is a pre-warning because it might not be art everybody likes, but I like it, so I don't give a fuck. I like how simple it is. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Okay. So I have um, The Lost City Explorers. My good friend Randy Andrews let me borrow this once, mm-hmm. like, a, a year ago. Something like that. Um, cool. Cool. This book is about two siblings whose father dies. Um, He is an archaeologist. Um, They discover that he is not actually dead. He got sucked into some wormhole searching for Atlantis.
0: All right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 Um, Weird. That's cool. Yeah. So the siblings and then three of their friends, they decide to find Atlantis, which is somehow... Buried beneath Manhattan. Um, so, because they want to free their father because it's just them. You know, the the girl, Helen, she is in high school and then the brother, Homer, is in college and stuff. So, they kind of have to take care of each other. Um, so, they don't want to have to do that. So, they <laughs> go into the sewers, New York City, find this wormhole and... Try to get their dad back. Cool. It was uh, it was very interesting because it's, based off of what I read on the back about what the story was about, I it did not happen the way I expected it to. Okay. Like, I thought it was going to be more centered on Atlantis, and they really don't go to Atlantis. Like, you see it, mm-hmm. but they don't, like, explore it at all. Okay. It's just kind of, like, in the background, and it's like, all right, we're going home, like, that kind of thing. I was expecting, like, the movie Atlantis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're looking for treasure.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, like, it's really cool because, you know, after I guess this, their dad
0: is treasure, right?
1: Right. Um, he makes his own decisions. He's, I don't know, he decides to stay.
0: Okay. So you don't
1: even get to see the dad at all, like, just some, some weird happenstance, uh, and then... At the end, she's like, well, I don't want to go to college. That's not the kind of thing that I want to do. So she goes to the business that her dad had worked for and is like, hey, I'm like a teenage girl, and I got past all your security, managed to get to Atlantis myself using a wormhole and get back in one piece. Let me work for you. And the dude is like, all right, dude, let's do this. Let's let's send you on some
0: missions. Let's go explore archaeological sites. Sounds like some Ferris Bueller slash, like, laura Croft business I, yeah it was uh
1: <laughs> i did enjoy it um i just wish that it would have been heavier on atlantis because they mentioned it i got real excited about it because i love atlantis and then it just
0: was all right yeah okay so then i'm gonna do two since you only have one more book and i have a few uh, next On my next. <laughs> my Rich Tomasa run I have Dry County This is I believe it was Five issue series This is a story about a man Who randomly meets a woman While doing his laundry And Classic. He kind of ends up like falling You know head over heels Something a little self phrasing yeah, Yes that's the phrase <laughs> I've never
1: worn heels, so I don't really understand it. But is it when you fall and you go, whoa, and then <laughs> your legs go in the air?
0: Uh, Yeah, I can only assume that. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. That's what, that, it's, that is exactly what it's speaking about. Uh, so I've never been that <laughs> stunned seeing someone <laughs> before. I, I don't even, like, I don't think he's, like, stunned over seeing her necessarily as much as, like, he kind of just, like, They're both doing laundry on a Friday night and he's like, oh, I found somebody else who's also like doing laundry and doing absolutely nothing on a Friday night instead of going out to a club. I would say if I was walking behind Henry
1: Cavill and I saw that butt, I would probably fall head over heels. (laughs) That's one of the only circumstances I think that I would ever use that phrase and I would make sure that that's actually what happened. 'Cause how else would you get his
0: attention? It's like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir, your ass is just like so hot I fell down.
1: Can you bend over?
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> we're we're done. Keep talking about okay, it. okay. So to go back, uh, yep, fell in love and they had gone on a couple dates and she is telling him about like one of her crazy ex boyfriends and how he helped her escape one of her other crazy ex boyfriends. Red flags everywhere. and how he had kept her like kind of captive so to speak like he let her go places but you know what i'm saying yes uh and they continue to see each other she ends up getting kidnapped and so the whole whole story is just about him trying to find her as she's kidnapped he does uh little cartoon strips in a in the miami herald so he puts out cartoon strips where they have to fill in like the blanks to see if she'll, like, write in so we can figure out where she's at. All right. At this point, after hearing her history, I would
1: wonder, wh- why but, does this happen to her? What is going on in her?
0: The stars have not aligned. No, not. I mean, she just might have bad t- taste in men. There's something wrong with her chart somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a, a nice little story about a man trying to find a woman.
1: Mm -hmm. after
0: falling head over heels after falling head over heels okay and then next i have uh the horror of collier county i don't know if i'm saying that right but that's how i'm gonna say it that seems right i have a friend with that last name and that's how it's pronounced so okay so i did it yeah uh this is about a woman named fran and her daughter named lucy and in the first part of this book it's about Fran and Lucy going to visit her mother in Florida and Fran is kind of being weirdly stalked by the neighbors or the people around and she ends up meeting this man Mel who like is her friend and is like oh yeah like I've been also been followed by these people <laughs> anyway uh, Collier come on. <laughs> uh, so basically what happens is all of the neighbors kind of break into this house and, like, attack her. And she wakes up and she's like, what the hell? Why is all the, like, why is this happening? They decide to move out of Florida. Lots of weird things happen within, within this first, like, story. And then in the second story, you find out that she is... A vampire and her ex husband is Dracula. That's. And so it's the story of her and Dracula together and how they get together and how they break up. And then the third story is about how she brings Lucy to meet Dracula. <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm kind of jealous <laughs> what a
1: life this woman lives
0: to meet Dracula and everything's kind of going haywire and Dracula tries to win over her heart it's a it's a lot it's it's a wild ride I was not expe- expecting is that Dracula no that's Mel okay is Dracula in here yeah he's towards the end does he look like a Dracula that's Dracula mm. that's Dracula Okay, it's sufficient, I guess. So yeah, this it's <laughs> it's it's weird. I really enjoyed it. It kind of just reminded me of like old school horror, bo- like horror films. Yeah, I was like say, you know, it seems kind of silly. Yeah, it was silly, but like perfect, and like I really enjoyed it. Okay. Me. Okay. So I have uh,
1: disgusting fingerprints all over this. Um, this is just a book called The Dark, and it's just a few, like, really short horror stories um, that are kind of introduced by I don't even know if they say his name, a monkey. It reminds me of the Crypt Keeper, honestly. Yeah. Because um, he's, like, sitting around doing random shit, and he'll introduce a story, and then the story's, like, four or five pages long, and then he'll go to the next one. So I think there's, like, four chapters in here. Okay. Yeah, four.
0: See, anything good?
1: I mean, they were all very interesting because they were just like short, sweet to the point, like it was just basis of the story, the gore, and then it's over. All
0: right.
1: Um so the first story, Boo Hag is about these two men who go out to the woods to find um a skinwalker.
0: Okay.
1: Um one of the guys is telling the other one about like the history of the story and stuff and like why it's supposed to be real in that area and then he sees something in the middle of the night and his friend ends up dying um the second one is oh about wind okay wind wind as like a monster um because i guess in ireland there's this uh, folk tale of like the wind wind is very strong it's actually a woman it's like a banshee and it's like haunting you essentially so within the story it's this guy who's taking his daughter um to find a medicine woman in the middle of the woods to try to heal her because she's really sick and when he goes into the house like the the woman there is like yeah just you know fuck me a little bit and then i'll like help your daughter (laughs) and then she ends up being the wind and she like
0: kills him like that just sounds like a bad idea.
1: Yeah. But, you know, he's just like, okay, beautiful
0: oh, woman, get on yeah, me. Yeah, for sure, I'll fuck you.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, they're they're very interesting because each of the stories, like, they could do an, a movie, like, an anthology, and I feel like it would be very fun. But it says collection one. I'm not sure if there's ever going to be, like, another one or okay. not. Um I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it, especially like the cover gallery in the back. They have like the covers for each of the stories oh, and yeah. they're just
0: really cool. Those are really cool. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I enjoyed it. And if there is
0: a second one, I will definitely get it. Alright. Well then, now I have She-Wolf. <laughs> uh, This is my last Rich Tommaso book of this week <laughs> is that what the werewolves look like this is what one of the werewolves look like that's pretty cool yeah it's uh i think you would actually probably like this book a little bit probably i think you'd like that t- the horror one too Anywho's, uh i decided to read this book because i had just about finished the horror Horror Collier County book. And I was like, eh, you know what? I know that She-Wolf is kind of like in that same vein. I'd like to keep it that way. So this book is about a young girl. God, I'm blinking on her name. I did such a great job on the first book. Or did my, you see how good I did? Yeah, you I didn't did great. Names. I don't know how. Oh, Gabby. That's her name. Yeah, I already opened it. <laughs> I was just like, let me just whip this out. <laughs> I remembered her name as I touched the book. The book is also magic. Uh, so this story is about Gabby. She has a boyfriend. Like, it starts out in the first issue. She has a boyfriend who is a werewolf. And you think that he has turned her into a werewolf. Within the first story arc, you find out that somehow... Being a werewolf runs in her family. an a werewolf. Oh, and a werewolf. Yeah. A werewolf runs in her family, and she meets a vampire, the friend's the vampire, and they try to summon a demon. The second story arc is about her sister, Lizzie, who has been basically ostracized from the town and her friends and the school because of being sisters to Gabby because... Gabby has was whoa, whoa, whoa. Gabby was accused of murdering uh, her boyfriend for being a werewolf for being a werewolf, okay. but the cops shot him. So whatever. right, right, whatever. Kids believe <laughs> what they want to believe. <laughs> anyway, uh, she decides that she is going to become a werewolf, goes on a killing spree, and. Gabby is trying to save her
1: okay and what would you rank that for Rich Tommaso books was it one of your more favorites or least favorites
0: I probably liked it like oh I mean I liked it more than like Dry County okay is it just because of the horror aspect of it I think so I think just like kind of having that I don't know like they both do have like she wolf does have more of a weird weird kind of like magic vibe going on as well and also like where like the horror of collier county feels like you're kind of watching like a b movie like she Wolf feels like you're watching like some sort of like 80s 90s like horror film yeah where you know like some sort of like werewolf in london shit or something but silly ish That movie's pretty silly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, that movie's great, though. Yeah, I was going to say not to take a look at how good it is, but it is silly. That movie is great. Anyway, lastly, I have... I read half of Transmetropolitan, Year of the Bastard. This is Trade 3. This is all about the election and I just really wanted to briefly talk about this because I would like to finish it and probably write notes about what I really want to say about it. Yes, but yes. what I will briefly say is that it is still insanely relevant. It's it a is... Shame. <laughs> it, it, reading it and just thinking about, you know, the election cycle that's just happened, it was, uh, it was rough. It was rough. I might have to read
1: that after... You're done with it. Because I've been wanting to read it for a while, but it also seems like
0: a book that I probably, it wouldn't hold my interest for too long. Yeah, I honestly also don't, I think it's one of those books that would have a hard time, like, holding your interest. And I, like. Because I'm just, I'm not, like, I think it's fascinating, but I'm just not really into reading political stuff. Well, I wouldn't say it's, like, yes, it's political, but I would say, like the way it brings politics into the story is at least subtle enough where maybe not at the same time. But you know what I'm
1: saying. Well, and that's why, like, I would I would read the first one just to see, like, if I could get into it. Because I do really
0: like Warren Ellis. And I think that, I just feel like the nuance of it, like, the way it builds up the world, especially within the first story arc, and then going into this, I don't know, I feel like maybe right now for you two it would be one of those things that would be like good to read just because of like the state of everything happening and just like like I said reading this was just like oh my god why this is happening (laughs) and I was talking to Dave today you know and he read this when it was coming out and he was just talking about how when he was reading it the first time it was like he felt this way about Uh, Bush and Gore I think is what he said and then he was like and then the second time I felt this way about like you know Mitt Romney and like and then the third time like it's now like I want to reread this now and it's like so it's almost timeless in that sense Yeah, I mean like Spider has coined the president the beast you know (laughs) it's it is insanely relevant and I think it kind of just hurts it hurts to know that like politics haven't changed and it hurts to know that like and they don't grow either yeah it it hasn't changed to the point that it's almost digressed Mm -hmm. like we've gone completely fucking ass backwards right (laughs) like we will be here so i hate it (laughs) it's great I don't want to just not live on this planet anymore. Right. It's fine. So, I think Transmetropolitan's a great read. I'll I'll give it a try. I can't wait to, like, I don't know. I don't want to finish this. (laughs) I don't want to. It's like Warren Ellis is some kind of fucking wizard who's just like, yeah. I see through all of you. He sold his sanity to be able
1: to write comics, right? Isn't that the theory that I just came up with
0: (laughs) right now? Dear Warren Ellis. Man, you crazy. How do you do that? How you do this? How did you predict the future? How do you know human beings so well that you just are like pitiful humans i wonder if he keeps a dream journal
1: that's a good question all right next on our list of
0: interviewees warren ellis i mean he's some sort of druid thirst trap right now so i'll slide right in uh okay so with that it's the end we did it it. yes Uh, so thanks for listening thanks for joining us we uh have some big news we'll bring it to you at some point next couple days we'll make up a whole post about it so yeah stay safe read comics if you can support your local comic book shops if you can we love you we love you again I'm champ champenstein and I'm Heather peace
1: (laughs) sorry I tried to be you but I don't know if you would say that I've never said that.
0: Peace. (laughs) Peace. It seemed, I don't know. When when have you once ever heard me say peace? Never, but
1: in the moment it seemed like something you would have said.
0: Oh, that's great.